Welcome to the SBS podcast sponsored by Zwift. It was famously used by Matt Heyman to prepare for his victory at Paris-Roubaix. You can use it too for your own goals. Visit Zwift.com to learn how to join the digital peloton today. Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast, all the way from the streets of Beninion, like every year. It's such a pleasure to be here. And joining me today is Dave McKenzie. Hey, Dave. Hey, hey. hey. Hang on, hang on a minute. Hey, this is my hometown, Ballarat. You boys are cheating on me. Petrol, Petrol, good to see you. It's great to see you, but I've seen you all day, so I'm already a little bit sick of it. And by the way, he might be a local boy, but... I've also just changed my citizenship for this week back to Ballarat status, so off you go, you're done. Nah, all good. Uh, Christoph, make sure you ask Macker about the course. It can't leave here, it's too bloody good. I uh, will do. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> that was, of course, Pacho. He's lost his voice because he spoke so much. Uh, and I'm surprised you still have your voice because you, had, you did a really good job today. Thank you, thank you. And uh, you know what it is? It's like seasoned campaigner. People used to say it in my racing career, and I think... I'm 13 years now into this, so I've, I, I actually lost my voice in the first few years um, of commentating, and I think it might have been the night stages that I participated in. So I've learnt to just low profile, take it easy, you've got a job to do, get the job done, and then at the very end, you know, maybe you can have a shandy or two. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good job. Um what a, what a day we had on this wonderful Sunday. Uh, what a weekend we had overall. But the story so far of the weekend, Sarah Gigante, she's just amazing. And what she's done is simply amazing as well. Those words you just say, it gives me goosebumps because you're, you're dead right. And, and there's been, there have been some other incredible stories. But hers, as an 18-year-old, two broken arms in 2018, three national titles here in the under-23s 12 months ago, went to the World Championships, collected a medal, a perfect score in her VCE, and then today she makes that breakaway and we think, okay, this is good. She'll probably, she might have a good chance of the under-23s and she just stayed there and stayed there and stayed there and then rode the best women off her wheel and stopped the third best rider in the world in Amanda Spratt from catching her. In fact, I think she might have took time on all of them at the end. It's it's the best ride we've ever seen around Bunningong. Yeah, and then such a big smile. I mean, she she you, you can't fail her. She's so happy on that bike and so happy off that bike. And 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 that's the that's the ingredient. You know what? You can you can grab as much science as you want. You can study the, the, the course as much as you want you can train as hard as you want and that by the way that obviously does count but you know the secret ingredient that Sarah Gigante's got is happy she's having fun on the bike and she said it and she said she just wants to keep having fun absolutely let's listen to her Sarah Gigante as soon as I crossed that line I was able to jump near her and catch her and then she's so happy let's listen to her how happy are you on the scale of 1 to 100 like a million? <laughs> oh, I got, yeah, I just don't have any words. I'm just so surprised. I don't know how I did that. And I don't think I'll ever be able to live up to that, like beat that. I thought I, last year I finished here like three golden under 19s and my last race was a road race. So I thought I'd never like have a race that good again on this course. I didn't know how I could top that, but I think I just did. I, well, last year I had like a massive crash, broke both my arms. So nice. I was scar there, so um, I use lift heaps then, but also not just for while I'm rehabbing, I use it all the time. Um, maybe up to 
three or four times a week, even if it's sunny. I just, I'm addicted to ergos, it's a bit weird. But yeah, I guess it helped today. Enjoy, enjoy. So that was Sarah Gigante. That you, like I said, you can hear that. Like, we are on audio, but you can hear that smile. Oh, she's just bubbly, isn't she? And um, she's a delight. She's a real delight to, to sort of chat to. And, you know, I think she was a bit lost for words because even she was in shock. And, you know, probably part of the day she's riding around still saying to herself, wow, how cool is this? I'm with, I'm with these superstars. Maybe I'll have a chance at the under-23s or maybe I'll finish today. That was sort of what she was thinking. That's what she said. And... Uh, you know, I, I think at the same time, though, we need to sort of, can, can I say keep a lid on it, celebrate her success and really enjoy it, but let's not, let's not put too many big expectations on her over the next 12 months, two years even, because she is only 18 years of age. She's obviously a smart cookie. Um, you know, she's had done so well at her school and she wants, she's, she'll go to uni next year, she said. So I think um, we need to celebrate her, not just as a bike rider, but as a person and, and not expect too much from her in the next couple of years because she'll find her own path and let her be the driver of, of that. Let's not sort of be the media sort of trying to drag her forward, if, if that makes sense. Okay, I'll come down then, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, yeah. So let's stop talking about it, shall we? No. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Amanda Sprott on the second uh, step of that podium. How would you say she rode smartly or not? Because did she actually made a mistake and left it too long thinking she could catch them? Uh, look, I'm not sure if she made a mistake. I think the team made a mistake. I think the team, I think the team all have to take that responsibility. You know, poor old Sarah Roy says, she said on the, on the stage afterwards when I interviewed her that, you know, she said, I, I messed up for the team or something along those lines. And I said, no, you didn't. And the team have to take responsibility. You know, they, they made that error and the director sportive in the car will wear some of that and the riders. So for me, the mistake was when they actually let that break and it's, it's obvious now that the race is run and won, they let it go out too far. And, you know, and in, and in their defence, they never expected Sarah Gigante to be the one that would be riding away, you know, chasing that gold medal on the last lap. They probably expected Shara Gillow or Sarah Roy to, to have the legs. And, and obviously she just faltered in that, those dying moments. And Amanda Sprite is such a champion that she walks away with a, a silver medal at the, at the World Championship and now walks away with a silver medal here. And you know what it shows? the quality of the field of Australian women in, in cycling now. And that, that I think, is a real key thing. I think it's fantastic that we're seeing such a, such a high level of, um, of women athletes. And, you know, you could have... I think we all would have picked someone else today other than Sarah Gigante. So isn't it great that I don't think anyone would have picked her to win the elites? And... and I remember we saw her in the uh, Criterion podcast we did on, a, on that Wednesday night when we were, you and me went uh, yeah, on, the on the bend. Yeah, the Hawthorne teardrop. And uh, how snobby of us. We didn't even bother to get a grab of her. We saw Sarah Gigante and went, gee, she's a star, isn't she? Gee, I'll tell you what, we might live to regret that. <laughs> Absolutely. Third place for Sarah Roy, you mentioned. Uh, you know what? On Friday, she did third place at the Zwift E Criterion. The, the first time there's a national championship sanctioned by a federation in the world. We'll talk about this in a minute. But Sarah Roy finished third and she did exactly the same thing that she did today. She was fourth and she just rode and passed and got that bronze medal on the last meter of the race. Let's have a listen to her, how she explains how she did this on Friday and replicated this today. I'm stoked with my ride actually, that's pretty cliche but um, yeah, uh, as I said I think yesterday I, my preparation for the summer this year has been really different to any other year, I've just done a lot of you know, endurance and base work but 
Um, I wasn't sure how I'd go today and the plan was to uh, have a few riders up in the early break and yeah, we made that happen so that's awesome and yeah, I'm really, really proud of my ride um, being able to go with most of Shara Gillow's attacks there and um, when Sarah Gigante attacked um, with coming into one lap to go, Shara played a bit of cat and mouse with me and uh, yeah, that's a decision that we both made out on the road not to chase her. Um, but excellent ride by Sarah. She really deserved that. Not only is she super strong, but um, really clever. Really clever ride by her. That's a bit different from a Friday night. Friday night. Uh, I did actually remember that while I was out there today. I, th I think the Zwift race has uh, shown me a new level that I can go. So I, um, I channeled that and I thought, OK, I can dig, I can dig that deep again. And um, it actually spurred me on a bit today. And I'm, I'm stoked with that because then I just rolled Shara for third on the line. And I wouldn't have uh, been able to do that if I hadn't have done a Zwift race and, and realised where my form's at. <laughs> Sarah Roy, so uh, on her Zwift experience there, pretty amazing that as a, as a, she almost had a, a preview of what the race would be. Yeah, that is crazy, isn't it? It's uh, and that was, you know, uh, as she, uh, you know, it's quite funny listening to her, but she did not give up. She showed a lot of heart today, and you know, I think she she was on the stage feeling a little bit of guilty, you know, and uh, she shouldn't at all because uh, you know she salvaged a bronze medal. Well, like wow. You know, Shara Gillow was the one who turned the screws to her on the climb and she dug deep, dug, 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 did not give up. And, um, you know, that just goes to show it ain't over until you've crossed the finish line. Absolutely. Let's turn on to uh, the men now. And what a race we had as well, because it was such a spectacular race. Whoa. And a spectacular winner. Yeah, look, it was... Um it was pretty amazing, really, when you, you think about the fact that the winning break really went on the first or second lap, that big group of 30 riders, but then it split soon after, and little did we think that that group would survive, and realistically, it was really only Cameron Meyer, I think, from that group uh, that got across. Uh, yeah, it was Cameron Meyer. Well, the three of them got across, I think, but it was only Cameron Meyer that ended up in that winning position. So Cam rode a really good race, a really smart race. Mitchell and Scott had the numbers. But again, no one in their right mind would have picked Michael Freiberg to win the national road title. So I love it that we're getting these victors. You know, we've, got, we've had a bunch of winners this weekend, including Friday, that, you know, not too many people would have picked. Absolutely. Let's listen to Michael Freiburg. What, what a fantastic race. Happy, I guess. Yeah, very happy. Oh, it's absolutely surreal. You know, I didn't back myself and uh, oh, my director in the car was shouting uh, encouragement to me and uh, it managed to work. So I was uh, pretty surprised, actually. Go and, get your, go and get that jersey. Oh, thank you. That was straight again after, after the race. So happy. Great win for Michael Freiburg, but a lot of emotion from Cameron Meyer. Oh, look, I, I... Actually, let's listen to him. I'm trying not to not to cry too much. Um, I think I've been every position bar first and I've had every opportunity and I don't know if I'm more upset at myself or letting my teammates down a little bit but I, I bluffed a little bit in the final there. I, I knew the legs had, had one kick in them and Freeberg went early and I was hoping he wouldn't when he when he was coming I tried to play the bluff on on Harper and I had to get to as close to the line as I could with one kick and it was too much for my legs today and it's all a bit much at the moment the problem is I I didn't have anything to to really push to the line um, so I had to play cat and mouse and I was, it didn't work it's hard to accept for me I mean I like I've been on the podium before, so I'm, I've been 
wanting that green and gold for a long time and um, yeah I know I know it's a good ride and it'll take a while for that to to settle in it was a big day you can see by the way it finished it finished trips and drabs everywhere so it was a tough day out there and hopefully my 12th time lucky next year can hear in this as we could hear earlier on with Sarah Gigante the smile we can hear so much emotion the voice is really charged uh, look it was um, I gotta say actually Cam raced against me when he was a 15 year old and then I literally retired at the end of whatever year it was it was a long time ago so he's been around a long time so I've known him personally you know and really through cycling and racing And I, I almost got emotional with him because I know how much he wanted this. He's never won an Australian road title. He's done so much in his career. He's won some big races, you know, world champion on the track multiple times, uh, winning the J.K. Old Sun Tour, winning the Tour Down Under, um, you know, some great results on the on the European circuit. He wanted the national bands and he we, we say, you know, sometimes you've got to be prepared to lose in order to win and he was prepared to lose today but you're not thinking about what might happen at the end if you don't win, and he didn't. So I give him a lot of credit for that. He had to play the bluff game uh, with Chris Harper, and in the end they both missed out because Michael Freeberg, had, he had everything to gain at the end and he had nothing to lose. And, you know, that is the brutality of, of cycling and sport, I guess. We see this in other sports as well, similar things that unfold like this. And, yeah, I feel the emotion for Cam, I really do, but he'll be back. I think he'll be back again. He has to. Uh, do you think Mitchelton really lost it twice on, on those two races? Is that, or am I just being a bit hard and being uh, being down on, on them? Um, no, look, I think look, I think maybe more in the women. I think they um, they miscalculated. I don't think. I think Mitchelton in the men, Mitchelton Scott in the men did. They had the numbers and they had the numbers in the move. Um, so I think they did everything right. They just weren't good enough. You know, they were beaten by a better bike rider and, you know, by two better bike riders. Chris Harper, he was, by the way, he was exceptional. You know, third last year, second this year. He'll be back next year. So, but it's a big, it's like, it's like you talk about, say, grand finals in, in coded football. And, you know, there's, you know, 21 or 23 rounds per season. And then you, you, you've, you then you've got to try and win the premiership. Doesn't matter if you finish on top of the table. I think the road race at the na national championships... It's such a hard event to then work. And if you, you know, you finish second or third, you've got to come back 12 months later. You've got to put all the hard work in. You've got to have a good day. You've got to get 18 times around that climb, around the circuit. You need a little bit of luck. You miss the, you miss the break. It could be all over in the first three laps. So you need so much to go right. So when you, when you get close, but not near enough, like Cam Meyer and Chris Harper, you really feel that. You really feel that blow to the, to the stomach, you know. And then uh, Michael Freiberg has got a brother-in-law in Luke Durbridge. Let's find out what Durbo said to, uh, to Michael after the win. Oh, well, me and Durbo have been training together every season um, for the last oh, four or five years now. Um, and we just, oh, we serve it up to each other and go deeper and deeper. And then um, to pull it off like this, he came up to me and goes, mate, I love you. I just, I just love you so much. So I was really happy. Yeah, it's, it's almost a family. They train together. It's like some family which think Durbo is, uh, he's got to be happy for his brother-in-law. Uh, look, Durbo is one of the nicest guys. He's a legend. He is a legend. But, but that, that's, that's irrelevant, really, because he's one of the nicest guys. He's a legend of a bloke. Yeah, legend of a bloke. That's right. And 
when, when you interview him, that shines through. He's such a relaxed character, and he, he, you know, he really will give his time to a lot of people. And uh, so, no surprises there. And him and Michael, I mean, they were rivals out on that course uh, today. But uh, yeah, Derbo was, you know, obviously very happy for him. And you know what? I just want to say one other thing about Michael Freiberg. I just spoke to him immediately after the finish. I said, Michael, what do you weigh? And he said, 83 kilograms. 83, right? Remember How are you looking at me saying this? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. No, you're self-conscious. Come on. Move, move on. It's all right. All right. I, won't, I don't start giving you a stick until July. He's 83 kilograms. And he said, oh, yeah. And I had the heaviest bike out there today because obviously the weight of the bikes was a bit of an issue and a little bit controversial uh, in the lower categories. So he had the heaviest bike. And I reckon he was just about the heaviest guy in the race. So it just shows sprinters cannot complain about this course because we get a different type of winner just about every year here. So I think the race needs to stay on this course. Absolutely. And I'm a bit more, um, I'm happy about my weight today. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, also, Critam, Brenton Jones. Uh, fantastic victory in the, the Critam in Ballarat. Um, we love Brenton Jones. He has got such a good story to, uh, well, to tell. You I like him. him. You love him too because he rides for a French team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's Marseille. It's not Paris, but that's okay. Uh, but no, it's a good story. And then he walks away with a jersey on, on this summer of cycling. Yeah, it's fantastic. And fantastic for Brenton. He's podiumed, I think there three times and so he dearly wanted that criterion and look I he, I think he really had to get everything right he was on his own he had no teammates and I saw him come out of that bottom corner and he had the perfect position and uh, he needed all the ducks to line up for him and they did as a sprinter yourself uh, do you know he's, do you think he's learned a lot being in Europe do you think a diff, do you, are you seeing a bit of a different Brenton Jones having spent one year racing in Europe? I hope so. I hope so. And look, I spoke to his mother after the criterium and and after the, you know after the sort of wash up the next day, and I said, you know, the, the most important thing for him now is to celebrate it absolutely, enjoy it for a week, and then all, and then switch your focus to your next win. Switch. Think about your next win because the sport only cares about your last ride. And they very quickly forget your victory. It doesn't matter that you're a national champion. Um, and, you know, for him, most likely he won't get to wear that jersey in Europe because there's not too many criteriums that he'll get to race in. So, you know, he needs to now – he's got to win on the board. The team are absolutely wrapped with him. Uh, that's filtered through. They're, they're ecstatic. They'll now expect him to go there with guns blazing early on in the season. So he wants to d deliver for them in Europe and in France, hopefully, for the team. And then, you know, winners are grinners and your mojo's up and that's when you get the whole team support behind you. I mean, he said it in, on this podcast a few editions ago, objectives for him are Paris-Nice, maybe the Dauphiné, but definitely Paris-Roubaix as well. Yeah, he's got a big opportunity, as we know, with, with uh, the French team. And, you know, they get those wildcard starts at some of the biggest races in the world. So, yeah, they, they're clearly his focus. Okay, let's uh, conclude on talking uh, e-sport uh, because it's the, for the first time ever a national federation such as uh, Cycling Australia has sanctioned a journey on e-sport, so e-cycling, uh, which is an amazing uh, achievement for uh, the, the sport itself, the, 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 the e-sport, which is growing as we know and then we've got a vested interest because Swift is our, is our lovely sponsor on, on this podcast. But uh, uh, let's listen to two other winners uh, for the women, Vicky Whitelaw. Vicky, you've got this jersey on the, on the shoulders. How does that feel? Um, it's weird, it's amazing, but it's super exciting for the uh, future of um, eSports. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty pumped. Tell us about how the rest went for you. How, do you, how was, what was your setup? Uh, how did you psych yourself up to, to, to do what you did on that race? 
so like in preparation for any in real life racing, I um, looked at the course, um, the volcano circuit, and um, realised it was the reverse circuit a bit later, and, and I looked at potential places where I'd attack. Like in real life, in, in real life racing, we also have a team on um, on Zwift, uh, the innovation cycling team. So I recruited some of the girls from uh, non-Australian girls from around the world, um, Cecilia and Louise, and we uh, decided on our plan. Um, it was a short race, so we knew we had to make our mark early. So all year round, you'll be able to, uh, to show off that jersey on Zwift? Uh, yeah, I can show the jersey. I can wear it in my lounge room when I'm riding as well. Yeah, it, it's great. And, and you get that, um, wearing that flag on your back. Um, yeah, you, you become a marked rider on Zwift as well as in, in real life. So Vicky Whitelaw, uh, incredible win, actually. An incredible night on Friday. Uh, for the men, uh, let's listen to JC Riley. He's got a quote story, actually, JC. 45 minutes before my, I was in hospital with my daughter, she had a rock stuck up her nose. And I thought, I thought the race was over and then um, she managed to sneeze it out. I got home, managed to get an arrow on the warm-up lap. I think I only had 10 minutes and um, just felt good and, and rode my own race. And I was a bit surprised at the end. I thought maybe a couple of guys went, went up the front, maybe one or two, but I knew that I had a big chance with the, with the arrow and, and my kick at the end. So, And yeah, here we are. <laughs> What does e-sport and e-cycling does for you? Well, it's massive for me. Um, so I can't go and race because my, my wife's, um, she's got stage three brain cancer. I've got two little kids. So for me, it means that I can jump on and ride with people uh, of similar interest, but also get that really good uh, hit out that creates um, positive energy. And, um, and, and you know, it's, it's um, yeah, it really does mean a lot, a lot to me because I, I can do that. Um, yeah, I love it. JC Riley, what, what a trooper because there's a lot going in his life and he's probably able to, to concentrate on this and he walks away with a jersey, a real jersey on his shoulders. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. It's been this emotional sort of three days of racing and, uh, you know, we talk about the criteriums and the road races and even in the, the under-19s and under-23s and, and then you hear that. I mean, what a champion, what a legend and, you know, what he's dealing with now it's uh yeah it's amazing there's there are some amazing people out there absolutely uh, last question to you you have won that jersey uh, a while back you've wore that jersey for for a year on your shoulders you know uh, what i didn't get to wear it for a year can i tell you the story quickly come on <laughs> yeah i have to because i'm still upset about it obviously <laughs> i won it in october when the national championships used to be in October. So then Cycling Australia had a brainwave idea that they'd like to move the championships to January. So I never got a jersey produced in time for the three-month stint that I was champion. And then the following January, Hank Vogels stole it from me. He won the title. So I actually never got to wear the jersey. That's that, crazy. In the words of Hank, that's filthy. That is absolutely filthy, Hank. Not his fault. You know what? I'm going to produce a jersey now and ride it up and down Beach Road, bugger it. I'll make one for you for July. Thanks, Maka. It was always a pleasure. I know you've got a few days there here and I've got a big drive to going back to, uh, to Melbourne, but it was a pleasure to be here. It's such a great event and, and Bonin Young is putting such a great, uh, a great show to, to, to make this event special. It's just like a little village in Brittany, isn't it, Bunny Young? It's beautiful. Absolutely. Thanks, Maka. Thank you. That was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast for another edition. Uh, please uh, remember that you can download, stream or subscribe to our podcast from our website sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our lovely friends at Zwift. Until next time, all the way from the streets of Beninyong, it's bye for now.
A quick shout out from our sponsor before we go. If you're looking for a new way to ride without traffic or punches getting in your way, hop on Zwift. We use it. Your cycling buddies probably use it. And the pros, they definitely use it. Zwift turned indoor training into a full-on gaming experience. Connect your PC, Mac or Apple device and you'll pedal with thousands of cyclists around the world. And there's a good chance you'll see a pro on there too. Loads of them are on Zwift on their rest days riding around Wattopia. Give them a ride on if you see them. If you've got a trainer, start your free trial on Zwift.com.